going on you're listening to the film drunk broadcast coming at you not live from a series of zoom chats around the world and the country i'm here with the irregular regular mr matt lee Lom is like a dream come true Two, I really want to eat that poo Three, well it's plain to see that you can love my bum for me What's on? And I don't even... four, oh, okay. repeat steps, lum through three, five, make me suck my daddy's dick. If ever I believe I make you come, then I lum upon my bum. What? I don't. I don't actually know that song. Is that like a musical theater or something? Are you kidding me? That's fucking Brian McKnight. You oh. fucking philistine. Yeah, sorry. You don't know the song "One" by Brian McKnight? Probably somewhere in the recesses of my brain. Dude, that shit should be... big on R&B. Yeah, I wasn't either, but I was big on fucking, you know, pop radio. And when that song came out, I was like, oh, shit, that song, I don't know what it's about, but... Oh, shit, that's what's up. That's what's up. When I heard that song, I knew that was what's up, and then I pounded a white claw. Cool, cool. All right, well, we also got Mr. Jason Webb. Hello. What's up, dog? Welcome back. I figured I'd keep it simple since you just uh, sang a whole song. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got like you're rocking the uh, the the jewelry, but also the Patagonia hat, so it's like a mix. You got like a mix of. Things. Oh yeah, dude. I also got like a Fayetteville Fire Ants, like <laughs> fucking. What are they? They're a hockey team that sucks so bad <laughs> that they let them fight, and they don't even have to finish the game. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're like super. Um, Super whatever rec. It's almost like rec league with like yeah. t-shirts and their own stadium. But. Are, are they like uh? What do they have in hockey? Is there like a, a G league for hockey where it's like the, it's not the major leagues? It's like triple A. They have baseball? a lot. Of, they have a lot of minor leagues in hockey. Um, yeah, this is like a community college league or something. Oh shit! Well, I, I like it. No, it's probably more than that. But like, honestly, nobody was there except me and like two other people. So. <laughs> yeah. just get outnumbered I, by the actual fucking hockey teams there's more yeah. players than there are people watching yeah honestly that's what it was that kind of rules dude that's like a yeah. private performance i used to go to the yeah. fresno falcons games those are uh, hockey is the greatest spectator sport i think it's terrible it's on good. tv but in person yeah. it's the best yeah, yeah I, I agree. I've been to a couple hockey games in my life. The first hockey game I ever went to, a uh, professional hockey game, was a uh, uh, San Jose Sharks game. And me and my friend Max uh, took ecstasy mm. and and watched the Sharks. And it was like one of the greatest sports going experiences I ever had. I actually think that that should be something that most people try at did least they, one time. Did they let you lay down on the ice at all? No, they don't, they don't let you do that, but like they do, uh, but no one really questions why, why you're like so excited and why you're, why you're hugging so much. Uh, it's like, it's very homoerotic like that. Hockey is very homoerotic already. I mean, half those fights should end up in kissing Yeah, and, and like, it's also, you know, on, on Molly, you feel like, uh, you are one with everybody mm-hmm. and, and never is that more real than like a sports, oh, uh, yeah. fucking 
yeah, match when a you're doing sports a sports match. together. Yeah, when you're, you're watching us for the home team. When you're you, when you're rooting for the home team together, uh, you feel like already you're 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 one with the crowd. But then during a power play, everyone does like a little shark thing where they uh. like they they make their 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 hands go together, like clap together, like mm-hmm. sharks. Um, and so uh, when you're really high, that's that's the coolest shit ever. Yeah, so, anyways, nice. everyone should take ecstasy and uh, and then get clean and then just be a sober person <laughs> yeah. for eleven years. Um, so like a lot has happened since we did our last uh broadcast so like i know it's some, it's been it, a bit dude yeah, like and, even, and I, yeah like there's been some exciting days on the internet which mm. i don't know if that's like a, a function of the new uh president-elect and like we're we're transitioning out of the trump era and maybe the internet's getting fun again i don't really know but it's hard to tell yeah but we had two really good days the first one was and i think everybody kind of covered this but the four seasons total landscaping <laughs> that they uh that is maybe the most amazing uh story of the trump era yeah and and for it to come at the very end is oh it's poetic like they tried beauty. they clearly wanted to have a press conference at the four seasons hotel mm-hmm. uh and then they do you think they accidentally booked it at the four seasons total landscaping or there's there's okay so there's two theories there's number one they wanted to book uh the four seasons hotel and so it's either an intern called like an intern googled four seasons near me (laughs) and yeah and then called the four seasons total landscaping and was like the president uh uh, the trump campaign wants to do a press conference uh right in in front and they were like oh shit okay yeah (laughs) that's fucking cool all right let's go for it or it's they he announced in a tweet we're gonna do this press conference and it's gonna be at the four seasons and the four seasons was like hit hit them up and they were like uh no um we we we're not going to allow you to do that i bet the four seasons was like hey we don't have like the facilities to do that kind of security like we can't house like the secret service and stuff it's like that's just no we can't do that and then they hit up a landscaping store and they were like sure yeah so (laughs) we'll put tractors around the damn (laughs) bread we have protect him you can't shoot past a john deere goddamn No, I mean, I do think that it's entirely possible that they found the Four Seasons Total Landscaping um, and they booked it because they didn't want the president's tweet to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. They were like, (laughs) that's great. He has never, ever said something incorrect. And if it's at if we say Four Seasons, we mean Four Seasons. It might be a landscaping company next to a crematorium in a dildo shop. But it's still four yeah. seasons. And then they found out that like the first guy that Rudy Giuliani had invited to speak was actually a registered sex offender. What? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hear that part of the story? I didn't no, hear that no, I did not hear that part. Oh, please tell me more. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to look up the story now just to make sure I get it right. But uh, Oh, that's incredible. So, like, I, I, I didn't even watch the press conference. The only part I saw was Rudy Giuliani going like, uh, who's called it? 
Yeah. You know, who called the race? Uh, and then everyone said, and then someone said, all of the networks. And then he <laughs> he had to pivot to that being nothing. He was just like, oh, all the networks. Oh, all of them. Oh. And it's like uh, the elections committee, uh, you know, uh, the entire uh, world apparatus. And they're like, oh, the world. Oh, the world <laughs> says so. Oh, reality. Like yeah. the dude has lost his fucking mind. Um, Did you see him in the new Borat? Oh, oh yeah. my God! I mean, yes. I feel like that, God, that, what a sleaze ball that dude is. That feels like it was like three months ago at this point. Like that. Yeah. I know it's it's wild. It's like literally that that happened. What two weeks ago yeah. when yeah. we all got to watch him? You know, about to whoop his dick out. And, so, and, <laughs> I got the story. Um, this is from Politico. Man featured at Giuliani press conference as a convicted sex offender. The first person, Rudy Giuliani, the attorney, blah, 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 called up as a witness to baseless allegations of vote counting shenanigans in Philadelphia during a press conference last week is a sex offender who for years has been a perennial candidate in New Jersey. It's such a shame. This is a democracy, Daryl Brooks, who said he was a GOP poll watcher, said at the press conference. They did not allow us to see anything. Was it corrupt or not? But give us an opportunity as poll watchers to view all the documents, all of the ballots. Trenton political insiders watched with bemusement as Brooks took the podium. Brooks was incarcerated in the 1990s on charges of sexual assault, lewdness, and endangering the welfare of a minor for exposing himself to two girls aged 7-Eleven, according to news accounts. Jesus. At a 7-Eleven or ages 7-Eleven? <laughs> Both. But? No, it was, it was at an AM, PM. All right. Oh, okay. Like, let's it's not. Right near this, the talkies. Yeah. This, it, <laughs> Come well, on, that's this guy why it was a, such a coincidence a that he felt like he felt like he had to pull his ding dong out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brooks, <laughs> what? You're both seven and eleven. Brooks yeah, has run that's for various, where we are. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brooks oh. has run for various offices, including U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives. Man, uh, yeah. Uh, that's incredible uh, it's just it's an incredible addition to an already incredible story and it's like uh, it's if you are QAnon, god it has to be so difficult for you not to because that muscle the muscle that's in your brain that's a, that says everything is uh just a, a secret cabal for sex offenders like you have to it, you have to shut that part of your brain off so much during the Trump administration and, and have it's like, you know, Trump is seen next to Jeffrey Epstein, you know, like with a bunch of underage girls. And you have to be like, no, but Q he says was, other he was way an undercover around. agent battling sex uh -huh. offender for, with CIA. <laughs> Everything is opposite. If look bad for Trump. You have, That's to, how... you have to know your enemy. That's why he has a child sex offender. Um, I love. I, I feel like I, you could be any black guy in America, and just mm -hmm. if you want to show up to a Trump rally, like you are gonna get top billing, like automatically. Just because oh, it is. Like, See, look, look, we're not racist. Check it out, dude. Here it he is. is. It, golden age for fucking. Uh, Here's Daryl like, the sex offender. See, like the POC <laughs> Trump grift to me is the most like it's the most lucrative. It, oh, yeah. it, because it's like dude if you can convince people that you're a trump true believer and and just start everything with like you know as a black american uh you know here's the reasons why i love trump like you can make money dude oh, yeah. and and it's like 
uh, you know, I can't even blame people sometimes. I'm just like, I, I get it. You know, it's like, it's, it's hard out here on these streets. Sometimes you got to sell out. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another great story about that this week, but I want to keep talking about Four Seasons uh, landscaping yeah. just uh, a little bit longer because it was like next to, apparently it's, it's like in the business, like the industrial district of town. Oh, clearly. Between, between a dildo shop and a crematorium. and mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it, 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 it's just uh, the fact that it was between a dildo shop and a crematorium and that it was the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. It's like you couldn't you couldn't write something funnier than that. Right. Like no oh. one's no one's funnier than this administration. And it's like it's it, I think it's. It's honestly every time you you look at it and you want to go like how can people like any of this like the Trump administration all these like these crooks and it's like yeah but the crooks are doing such funny shit yeah like like yeah. like that's why people like it they're like it's funny every time that they fucking slip on a banana peel and fall on like a on their face in a room full of Legos or whatever it's like that's hilarious and they just love it the and piggies love it dude I feel like we're <clears throat> we're trapped inside of uh, Trump's psyche right now because I feel like the story of his life is he kind of just like bullshit something out there and then he gets called on it and he just has to keep doubling it doubling down until it eventually yeah. becomes true like I feel like yeah, that's no. how uh certain sectors of business like actually work that you just yes you just keep saying a thing until eventually it becomes reality you know like no, that's straight up. That's like what Roy Roy Cohn, uh, who was like Trump's mentor, basically said. Like you just, you know, you just make stuff up, and then half the time it turns out to be true. You know, yeah. it's well, just it's, like he, he just says, "No, we won the election," and people are like, "No, no, no, you didn't." He's like, "No, nah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We got we got yeah. some very important people on it. We 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 won." Yeah. but I kind of yeah, think I, I kind of think that's how like the stock market works, like Uber. Yes. Is like, hey, we're profitable, and then everybody in the world's like, no, no, you're, no, you're not. You guys are losing like a billion dollars every quarter, and like, nah, we're profitable. And then they just, yeah. they keep saying, it, and eventually people are like, I don't know, man, maybe they are profitable. Maybe, maybe we got it. Maybe they know something that we don't. Let's keep pouring yeah, money no, into that's this, all. That's all. Everything is is it's like maybe they know something we don't. It's like that's what that's what like democratic norms are you know right. it's like like I, I, when a guy goes i'm president i have power over military and then we just go i i don't know someone wrote that down and we all agreed to it i guess that's what happens i'm, I'm not gonna look it up and check right like, exactly i'm not I gonna dispute know what it. Book it is in yeah <laughs> i just like the whole world is basically just uh being like i I, that sounds wrong but i don't know enough to dispute it (laughs) right that's that's just everything and so you just kind of go with it and you just have to keep getting you have to keep coming up with more and more elaborate reasons why your lie is actually true and then eventually people get so exhausted by whatever uh, whatever explanation that you you've come up with, that they stop checking it, and they're like, oh, yeah, because because it, it seems like a fool's errand to like constantly be like, I'm gonna fact check this, and then it's just like the the basic assumption is that whatever it is is probably a lie, and it's almost like you know if you think about the the boy who cried wolf and whatnot, it's like he may have been lying every single time that he cried wolf, but. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe him, then the one time when he's telling the truth, the wolf is going to come out. And then when the wolf does come out, it's like all of Trump's 
like supporters are are would have loved the the, like to them the boy who cried wolf is a story about how you should always listen to people and believe them (laughs) no matter how many times it seems like they're lying because one time they will be right and therefore they're the truest form of information and like we should always listen to them it's it's fucking insane it's just like everything he says is a lie and then if something is if you're able to attach a little bit of truth to it people go like what else is true probably all of it yeah probably i mean there was another just magical news story on the subject of someone being wrong and then and then continuing to double down after they've Mm. already screwed up um and i don't know if you followed this one but like i watched this happen live like on twitter yesterday and uh it basically sucked up my entire day and uh, i felt like spent in a good way afterwards just because it was Mm -hmm. so perfect in every way um there's this guy dean browning who is oh i know i know all about this story he is the republican uh former county commissioner of lehigh county in pennsylvania and Mm -hmm. uh and he's like you know his bio says like Second Amendment Christian conservative blah blah blah, and he's yeah just, yeah he's your you know your standard maga chud, um, Tip, t- typical cool as fuck guy. Yeah, just typical fucking gorilla mindset, badass mm-hmm. alpha, um, and uh, <laughs> and so yesterday there was he did a tweet which was what Trump built in four years, Biden will destroy in four months, which I guess is like the. Um, you know, the, I guess that's like one of the talking points they're pushing now, which All right. doesn't make any sense because Trump didn't build anything and Biden's incapable of getting anything done anyway. So yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah. Um. Anyway, and then, and then, and then he was responding to a reply in that thread, and his reply said, "I'm a black gay guy, and I can personally say that Obama did nothing for me. My life only changed a little bit, and it was for the worst. Everything is so much better under Trump, though. I feel respected, which I never do when Democrats are involved. And uh, what? <laughs> what? Like, it sounds like he just had a personal bad year. You know? like, no. it was like it was bad for all of America, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, he's very clearly not a black gay guy, and no, uh, yeah, and he very he very clearly like tweeted from tried to tweet from his alternate account but yes uh, couldn't manage where, it yeah where he pretends to be a black gay man yeah and then like me i don't know like minutes later people were already on it and finding like his his alt accounts and uh one of his alt accounts uh is a guy was a guy named um dan purdy um, mm-hmm. who uh also does maga tweets about being black and gay and has like one of mm-hmm. those uh what are those little cartoon avatars that people get uh, a, a, um, a meme is, emoji? Yeah, meme yeah, emoji. yeah, yeah, yeah. Meme emoji. So he's got one of those. It's like a black gay guy in a beanie. Uh, meme emoji. And how do you know the black gay the meme emoji's gay? Well, well the guy keeps said it's gay. <laughs> well, he keeps. Or is there like something that you put on your meme emoji that like? Well, like... I mean, you could make a meme emoji gay. You just you you <laughs> just gotta like you know flamboyant it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this this meme emoji is only him a little bit. Yeah, this this oh, meme emoji okay. is gay because he says he's gay. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. no, he's he's one of those accounts that's uh, constantly prefacing things with. It would be uh, it would be really funny guy. though. It was, if the meme emoji was just straight up sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> the emoji is just straight up just just going ham on a hog. 
um, so then like I don't know maybe an hour after the original like whoops I tweeted from the wrong account tweet um, Dean Browning tweeted again he tried to tweet through it which is just uh, always tweet through yeah, it always tweet through it it's it's the most entertaining mm-hmm. way to yeah. handle a crisis mm-hmm. um, regarding just the tweet keep- that is going viral from my account I was quoting a message that I received earlier this week from a follower sorry if mm-hmm. context was not clear uh so basically he's saying that he was he yeah he meant to put quotations of marks around he meant it. to put quotations and then also you know uh say who it was from and basically do all of the things that he definitely wasn't going to do because this is him tweeting from an alt and it's just like the biggest lie and um yeah so he doubled down uh and like while that was going on some a couple people like i think at fart and a couple other people found uh that the dan purdy account mm-hmm. that um was this guy's all what used to be like a different account with a white guy as its avatar um and the white guy <laughs> the white guy's name was like uh he had the name pat triarchy and another name name was white goodman um, oh my gosh! White Goodman. <laughs> one of one of the tweets from one of the tweets. <laughs> White Goodman. Goodman. <laughs> Not a lot of subjects there. Oh, there's not. That is so. Good. White Goodman is. You're not even trying. So um, Dude, people were so funny. people were finding that, like the old account name before it was Dan Purdy three two two. It used to be called at Soul Cookie three two two. And his mm-hmm. name was Pat Riarchy, and it tweeted things like, love how this stupid virus is destroying everything I hate. No more movies, no more concerts, no more sports, no more Disney. Um, and so after like, we ha- after like a, a bit of a go around with that, uh, Dan Purdy 322 uh, came back online and made mm-hmm. like a video uh, of himself saying that he was not a sock puppet. Yeah. And so immediately people were like, well, who the fuck is that guy? Right. Uh, yeah. So so it turned out that this this account wasn't actually Dean Browning's alt. N- no, he was just. Right. He, no, that wasn't Dean Everyone Browning's just, alt. It just turned out. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. But OK, so so Dan Purdy does a video in which he appears to be a black gay man. And he says that he's not a uh, not a sock puppet and blah, blah, blah. And um, so, and that's like a video and people are like, well, who the fuck is that guy? And uh, after a little bit more, a few more people started figuring out who that guy was. It turns out it's this guy, uh, Bill Holt, who Mm -hmm. is a black gay man who uh, replies to Dean Browning a lot and is like a MAGA guy. And also uh, is Patti LaBelle's nephew, just as like... (laughs) Oh, Jesus (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) Just like... As a side note, just as a yeah. side note, well, well into the rabbit hole of this fucking bizarre story. What was the White Goodman thing about then? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I think it, it might must have, have been, been his alt. Face? He had a white face alt that he would do. Where so Patty Labelle's nephew was pretending to be a white man named White Goodman. <laughs> And was going around being like, I mean, I guess he was just saying, I, I, I don't even know. I, it, like, why have a white alt? But I then again, why have sure. a black alt? Well, Bill Holt, Bill Holt is apparently this uh, anti-feminist, like, MRA kind of guy who, mm-hmm. again, 
happens to be gay and uh, Patty LaBelle's nephew, which is just you know like the cherry he, on the doesn't Sunday. he call so he calls himself an anti anti feminist film critic, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. He has done like a lot of <laughs> which um, an oh anti feminist review of blah blah blah. It just means he was he was fucking uh, radicalized by the female Ghostbusters movie. That's all that means. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it means is like he saw the female Ghostbusters movie and it was he didn't even see he saw that trailer and he was just like Zeke, hi like immediately he just completely <laughs> radicalized. So apparently, what seems like what happened was that uh, you know Dean Browning got caught uh, tweeting as accidentally tweeting as his alt. Um, people uncovered. Uh, that it, you know, people called him out on it. He tried to double down, and then he got Bill Holt, who apparently like he DMs with and, and is friends with, to uh, become his alt account and and double down on the story. That uh, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. So what you're saying is that Patty Labelle's nephew agreed to be um, his to uh, agreed to pretend to be a real account. And not his alt? Is that what you're saying? That's what it seems like it ha- happened. It, it, like, he needed someone to be... Uh, well, I don't know. That, that, it seems like he need. Well, he needed someone to 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 say that he was the follower who who did the... Who, who said, as a black gay man, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, wow. So, he was actually able... I don't know. It kind to- of makes my brain hurt. Like, it could... Like, like maybe he was trying to quote uh bill holt i don't know yeah no see wow. i i saw it as like kind of like uh i mean maybe i'm just falling too deep into this rabbit hole where i'm starting to believe stuff that people just say keep please believe me and now i'm like i believe but like i saw it as like vindication <laughs> that he actually wasn't lying that this wasn't his alt he was trying to quote this guy and then we looked into it and this guy just happens to be patty labelle's nephew and yeah. well the dean the dan purdy account like got suspended like almost immediately after this happened so there's clearly some shenanigans like whether he got suspended um, oh because he it was it was an account that had changed persona persona uh multiple times oh interesting oh so oh so it's entirely possible that he just gave him his sock puppet account and say pretend you were this the whole time yeah that's holy shit that's kind of what it seems like it happened but i'm not entirely sure Uh, all i know is they're both uh shady and um (laughs) and uh, dean browning is still tweeting as if it never happened you know what i love i believe yeah, he he actually tweeted. Um, he tweeted, "Wow, I wish I wish people uh, looked into um, uh, looked into Hunter Bi- Biden's uh, you know emails as much as they looked into my you know my innocent tweet." And all I could think was like, "Oh yeah, dude, fucking you know New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post—they all covered." hunter biden's emails this is this is way less important we're just dunking on you yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like the idea that it's like oh i wish people look into that a little bit harder it's like no people people actually looked into that and found that like there was nothing there and it oh, doesn't saw matter him getting a foot job it was great yeah <laughs> yeah it is uh wait who got a foot job hunter biden was getting like a foot job from a me- with a from a uh, like from a meth head or something i don't know Oh, that's that. I didn't rules, watch all dude. of the sex videos, but I've got I've heard many descriptions of the. Wait, so sex videos eight, came wait, out? Eight, 
He's sending sex videos via email. No, they had. That's going to take know. forever. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got to use WeTransfer. <laughs> got to use WeTransfer. Dude, it's going to go to Google Drive. You know it, damn. Yeah. He's got. He's got use to use WeTransfer. He's got to use Ween Transfer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I. Uh, I didn't see all the sex videos because I don't know. He's just some guy. I don't care. But uh, yeah, apparently yeah. they're out there. If you want to Google. Oh, that rules, dude. You know, Hunter Biden really is like one of those people that like um, when his shit started breaking, like when when people started like bringing up Hunter Biden stories like early on, like they started a year ago. It was like they were getting America prepared for like this guy is like fucked up and crazy and has all this like drama surrounding him. Um and I remember just being very excited because there's one thing that I love um, about this kind of uh, like this new breed of right winger, uh, the like Trump right winger. The one thing I always hated uh, or that really annoyed me about them was the fact that they uh, they kind of like were ahead of the ahead of the game in terms of like memeing and shit like that and kind of like being more um i don't know like the culture around like liberal uh, uh like memeing hadn't really come into its own and shit like that and right. so i guess what i was worried about with like maga chuds was the fact that like they um seem to be fairly invincible from uh from like uh accusations of anything like you could be like you're like racist seven letter, there were seven layers of irony deep so you couldn't the, really pin them down on anything you couldn't pin them down on anything and like if you called them racist they would be like yeah we are racist we're literally white supremacists you fucking snowflake and you'd be like oh fuck um <laughs> but what i loved about the hunter biden stuff coming out it was like oh this is going to be great they're going to now spend a lot of their social capital uh, or i guess like social media capital uh in trying to be like, huh, look at this fucking idiot doing drugs. Yeah, look like at this, these, <laughs> like, look at this like, fail son. Yeah, I mean, just the idea that they were gonna try to dunk on him for for being fucking rad. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be awesome. They're gonna be like, huh, look at him smoking crack, and it's like, yeah, he's cool as shit. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like it was like when Rob Ford, the fucking mayor of uh, Toronto, like uh, got in trouble for like smoking crack, and I remember thinking to myself, like, uh, I don't know, it seems like you guys got a really cool mayor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's something about like trying to dunk on someone for um maybe it's just because i as uh, a drug addict like uh don't look at drug addiction as shameful at all i look at it as like hey i hope you get better you know it's it's also, not like it's like how many i mean like you could tell their hearts weren't in it because how many like yeah. maga people don't have at least one family member like in recovery oh, yeah. of some form yeah or just no anyone or, or, or like just fucking matter. out using right now yeah. you know like yeah so it just was it was just something where and you know i've i've seen uh it, it comes from that kind of like um more old school reagan moral majority type yeah. of conservatism where you're uh more you're more interested in calling people degenerates and like trying to frame them as being you know somehow a scourge upon society and that shit is like funny because that shit is like oh that just means you're lame and have never smoked weed before right. like i mean it just means until, you've never fucked up until now they did a great job of playing like the correct hits you know like the hits yeah. that worked where you know like make america great again 
was just something that Reagan said. And it, and it, it's one of those like openly disingenuous slogans. that doesn't really fucking mean anything. And, right. uh, and it's like, all right, we're going to play that hit. We're going to play the like communist communism's communists are coming to get us and communism's back. Right, 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 we're right. Play yeah. that one. And, and that one still plays for some reason, even though we nominated like basically a moderate Republican. Yeah. Um, straight up. That one's still playing, but then they tried to go to the well one too many times and they hit on the old, like moral majority shit that everybody hated and everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We don't care about that anymore. Yeah. And it was the same thing where, where, you know, with QAnon where I saw that going wrong, uh, was, um, Oh, okay. They're getting into satanic panic here. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it was like, as soon as they started getting into the shit that like fucking cool people have been dunking on since the eighties, I was like, okay, now we're we're back to uh, like we're back to normal, you know. We've achieved, it, it, homeo- achieved homeostasis once again. Yeah, because like the the MAGA conservatism was scarier when they were just open racists when they were just like uh when when you couldn't be like oh look at you look at your racial uh you know your your racism your hypocrisy your misogyny and whatnot and they would be like who cares and you were like I I care. And then be, they'd be like, bitch. And he'd be like, fuck. <laughs> like, cause you can't, you can't work with that when someone is just like, I am, I am the, all of the bad things. But when they try to be like, you know, I just think that God is trying to tell us that Satan's, you know, minions are coming here to fuck children and they are run in a Hollywood sign lab. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like they, they turned they, into the scold again. And you're like, Oh, thank God. We don't. Have to yes. Do the yes. Scold as soon as they turned back into the scold, I was like, there's a very real chance that Biden will win. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of weird sex stuff, I, I know we, we got to talk about hillbilly elegy ev- eventually, but um, I did want to point out that uh, Jeffrey Tubin uh, actually got <laughs> fired today for, honking on bobo for his fucking uh, honking on bobo for his zoom masturbation fiasco which apparently they did an investigation which i'm very curious what like the investigation uh into some guy accidentally honking off on a zoom call looks like i mean it's gotta be they watch the video actually do it i mean like he could like i'm not gonna be in a zoom meeting even if i think the camera's off and jerk off no, like, it's that's insane. He, he, I, it's a great question. Was he double zooming? What, did he think that he was out of the meeting? What's weird to me is being like, well, I turned my camera off or I thought I turned my camera off. Oh, it's okay. like, but why still? It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like one of those chances that you're like, I can't ever see me taking that chance. But no. I could see someone in his 60s doing it, though, you know, like someone who's like not that computer literate. Just yeah, it, it's it's very strange. I to don't me. have an explanation for it. And I and I'm kind of um, I'm did the investigation come out with anything? Did they say that all I saw was that he got fired and that, that the story was being updated still? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they said they did an investigation into him jerking off. And now he's fired, which uh, doesn't tell me anything. I, I feel like all th- this is one of those. What things- if he didn't get fired though? Like, wouldn't <laughs> that be worse? Like, they're like, yeah, he's coming back Monday. <laughs> like, you gotta fire the dude. He's- I mean, do you? off accident or not? <laughs> dude, I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> he shows up back in a Zoom meeting. I could see the coworkers being like, uh, "I'm uncomfortable. What if he does yeah. it again?" I mean. I don't think what it's. 
it's not rational to think he would do it again, but I I get why there would be like, I mean, you're audio only. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> you can audio only in this Zoom. We took that away from you. You can't video. You, you're you're audio only, and people are just listening listening to yeah. him heavy breathe into the fucking microphone. You're like talking on Bobo. By oh. the way, he was with the magazine. <laughs> That just tickles me so much. <laughs> I don't know why that uh, that fucking <laughs> album name always stuck in my head, and I never had a re- I never had a place to apply it. And now I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> fucking no, straight up on What Bobo. album was that? It's like a latter day Aerosmith album. Oh okay, that's uh, hilarious. Well, I don't know. Steven Tyler's just really good at making up like sexual sounding gibberish, and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's Dude, Honkin, y'all need to make Honkin' on Bobo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear the fuck out of a Honkin' on Bobo. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I f- I'm suspicious of everyone who has like a a a very specific take on the Jeffrey Tubin thing because I'm kind of like I, I don't it's... know. Maybe it was a mistake, or maybe maybe he's saying it was a mistake to cover for the fact that uh you know he gets a thrill by like jerking off in front of his coworkers. I honestly don't it just, know. Yeah, it to me I think it's I think it is um without like without kind of like like when Louis CK did it there was a fucking uh, he did it to a thousand people. It was a thing. He liked it. He clearly it was liked a thing. to trap someone in the room and jerk off in front of them, which is yeah, kind of his a whole different thing. thing. Yeah, no, right. It was like a, a specific like kind of like a humiliation fetish or whatever and and you know it was and it like if it if it had happened once you would be like um because like he would also have people walk in on him that was like another thing he would he would do like the story the first time i heard it he people walked in on him masturbating and yeah. he just kept going um and then i also heard the ones where he trapped people but there was like they've established a pattern whereas like yeah. this one seems like it was an do inevitability you, do you think he had another job lined up and he like was signing contracts and he's like, I got to get out of this fucking job. You know, he's like, I'm going to honk on Bobo and get the hell out of here. Maybe. How about this? Remember when we, when we talked about how they had like, uh, what was it? It was like public scandal insurance or some shit like that, where you could, where you could basically buy insurance for getting me too. I wonder maybe what if he just bought like a bunch of, uh, insurance oh, for, for, for getting public. Zoom called jerk off. Yeah. And then that he, is, and then he, it was like it was like in uh, in fucking Goodfellas when they burned down their own restaurant to collect. Yeah, no, it's it's oh, uh, yeah. it's Jewish lightning for for sex crimes. <laughs> what's what's Jewish lightning? Jew, Jewish lightning is uh, when a landlord burns down his building. <laughs> for wow. Insurance money. I've never heard that one. Oh, yeah. With people in it. No, 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 no. It's like oh. a usually an abandoned building or like, you know, something or, oh, you know, okay. there's no tenants in it. They burn it down and then they collect the insurance money. But it's like gotcha. it's Jewish lightning for sex crimes. It's like you you do um, like a low caliber me too. But first you buy me too insurance. <laughs> I mean, that is that I, I like it. I like it as a plan. It's it sounds like a way to get money. I don't think it's what happened. I think. Oh, dude. Yeah. What if they had like starter plans? Like you could buy one. Like you can just like grope somebody, and then it gets worse and more expensive. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. Trump just bought the top tier one, and that's the reason he ain't got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got the he's got the real good insurance. He's making money yeah. every time that he uh, <laughs> threatens the democracy or like grabs a pussy. Yeah, but I mean, 
I, I you know, and we've talked about this uh, uh, on this podcast before, so I don't want to belabor the point, but it's like I think it's very simple that as soon as everyone started working at home from Zoom, uh, and like it was an inevitable inevitability that the workplace and the jerk place being the same mm-hmm. device was going to lead to some wire crossing, and at some point you're accidentally gonna because like people were already having it on and then like running to go take a shit with and they were like filming themselves accidentally taking a shit at home and people were like ooh or like naked people in the background you know fucking it was an inevitability yeah but like i i put that on mine like immediately like oh that's as smart soon as we i was like fucking put a sticker on that thing dude yeah oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely worries me. There are times where I'm just it like... It seems inept, but I don't know that... Like, I don't know that I could say with, for, with certainty that it was like a sex crime and like a fireable offense. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's a fireable offense whether or not he meant to do it or not. Because, I mean, I think at the end of the day, yeah. like, it, you know, you, you always, you're taking uh, your job into your own hands if you've decided to put your dick in it. I feel you like know? in yeah. France or something, you still keep your job. They'd be like, oh, it is, uh, you know, he jerk off online sometime. I don't know. He's fine. Like, yeah. I, I think like, he, he, no, Hugh Grant but, could get away with it. Yeah. Hugh Grant could Somebody get away with like anything, him. though. Yeah, no, but I, 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 it's, it's definitely, it's like one of those things where it's like when people talk about like, oh, cancel culture and firings and people are getting fired for this and that. And it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I don't think there's ever been a time where, uh, we've, you know, in ever since the dawn of people working for people to get money where there couldn't be a reason to fire them for some like untoward shit at work. And some of it, like the problems I have with it a lot of the times are when it's political, when it's just completely just like, you know, you get blacklisted for being a communist in the fucking sixties. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's like, if you're just going online and publicly being like N word, N word, N word, you know, racial slur, racial slur, uh, you know, fucking misogyny, misogyny, and then you get fired for it. It's like, yeah, I get it. People get fired for shit all the time for a bunch of reasons. It's not it's not abnormal People to get don't fired. People get fired for masturbating in their private life, though. Right, but he masturbated on a Zoom call. I mean, accident. I, I mean, supposedly accidentally. Yeah, no, I believe it was accidental. But the, whether or not it was accident. Okay, so if I was masturbating at work, right, which. Who knows if I've done before? I'm not going to say. But sometimes you go to the bathroom and you just have to, eh, right? And it's like a private bathroom. So it's like, it's not like there's stalls or anything like that. It's just you alone in a locked room. As far as I'm concerned, if someone walks in on you taking a shit, it's not a fireable offense. But if someone were to walk in on me with my cock out, just fucking, um, I mean, first things first, I would be like, oh, sorry, I was just cleaning it. But, <laughs> but, you know, I and make also sure it was I thought clean I, before I went back to work. Yeah. Well, you got to have a clean dick, you know, yeah. but, but I'm just saying that like, you know, if someone walked in on me and just furiously masturbating at work and then they told my superior, you know, Hey, uh, I just walked in on Matt Lee, you know, masturbating, uh, and they were like, you're fired. I'd be like, I get it. But I mean, it's I not, feel like there's uh, a shades of gray contained within the walked in on. Like, if you did your due gil- diligence in securing the stall door 
and someone it, else and someone else broke in somehow. Can I just let me just can I please clarify this is not a stall situation. Sure. Yeah. This no. is the whole This is a room. A a single occupancy toilet room. It's got a sink and a place to do your doo-doo. I just want to point that out because that's important. Like to a me. gas station bathroom. Think of it like a gas station bathroom, but it's it, but it's at work. You know, like so a that, bathroom. So basically, you're getting fired because you didn't lock the door. Yeah, right. You're I getting mean, you're getting fired, but not just because you you didn't lock the door, but also there is a stigma. I think on just kind of like like masturbation is such like a a private thing that to do it at work, even if it is in a private room, is considered to be wrong. Whether or not that's like um, right of our society to think that, I get them being like, now that well, we've seen you masturbate, it is very uncomfortable to work with you. Sure, <laughs> no, sure. Well, they could fire you for you know, like they walked in on you or whatever, but they could fire you for not having like attention to detail because you didn't lock the door. So like yeah. they know you lied on your resume, mm-hmm. fucking you're fired. Yeah, and you know? and they could, you know, they you could also make He's the getting argument fired for negligence more than uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're getting getting fired for negligence, and I think that's that's uh, it's I think it's fair. Listen, he this for is not- 27 years. I'm not saying he was like you know. I don't know how good at his job he was, whatever, but uh, I don't know. Also, you, you know, he's you like spend, a... you, you spend 27 of your years of your life not getting caught jerking off at work, and then one time you get caught jerking <laughs> off at work, uh, let it go. Give him, uh, let him have that one. Yeah, but it's so public, dude. It's a public figure. You know, there's yeah. like, it, it, I think it would have been very hard to get well, away look, with. The Pope has to take a shit too, you know? That's true. That is true. I, I mean, I guess the question is like, did they do it because they thought it was some sort of me too type thing where he was doing it on purpose? Or were there people who were like, I'm uncomfortable working with this? Because there is part of me that goes like, yeah, I would be pretty annoyed at anyone who took that in bad faith. Like, like yeah. I was trying to jerk off in front of people. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are like trying to claim that like online like he yeah. was trying to and i'm no, like that's, Fuck a off. That. that's immediately what a bunch of people jump to and it's like eh, yeah which I is no maybe well, it's just i don't know well you could find calls it'd just be awkward around the office you know yeah. like when you have to go back you're like oh, you don't want to sit, sit next to him near the muffins and shit <laughs> like you'll just be thinking of him jerking off on the muffins and then you can't eat muffins <laughs> then you go to the coffee he's there at the coffee can't drink coffee might have jerked off in the coffee yeah that's you're true you're starving to death and you're you're falling asleep at your desk <laughs> It affects everybody. It does. I, I think it's fair completely <laughs> I mean, to be like, we got to let you go. And and I don't think there's any part of him that when he got fired was like, oh, why? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what for? What, what did I do? How come? How come? How come? <laughs> yeah. So I, don't I, know. You know, I wouldn't have fired him. I'll say it. Yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I, I like might not that. hired I'm, him in the first place, but I, that's yeah. very progressive of you to have not fired him. Um, I Look, I think people jerk I, off, and I don't I don't think like the I, that knowing someone jerks off affects their job performance. I don't know. No, I know, but also I it, to me it's not about knowing. It's like he did it. It was like whether or not it was an accident. Like 
12 people saw him just jacking his dick off. Well, yeah. I think it depends on the job of whether you would be allowed to or not. Because, like, if you sure. have a real stressful job, everybody knows you're stressed out. Like, you're, like, some kind of nuclear scientist that yeah. something very dangerous and you jerk off. They're like, that's fine, dude. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah, that's you true. gotta do to calm down. Yeah, yeah we need but you calm. <laughs> But if you're fucking working at the jet ski lodge doing it, like they're going to fire you. Well, look, yeah. and he didn't worry. He's not working in food service. Uh, no, I don't no. think he's going into an office every day. I don't think. I'm, I imagine he works. Was he wearing a like a, a Oxford shirt and tie when he did? Oh, he had a cum bib. Bottom. Yeah, yeah, one of those cum bibs where instead of like <laughs> instead of a picture of a lobster on it, it's just you know it's just a big pair of balls. <laughs> well you got more merch now yeah, yeah dude a cum bib is something we need to start selling <laughs> teespring.com slash stores slash frockcast check out our cum bibs it's like a lobster bib <laughs> except it's just balls all right <laughs> the description is uh, all right i i think it's time vince uh, you want to talk about uh, Hillbilly Elegy? I sure do. I mean, why not? Why not? Oh, boy. Oh, so, boy. J.D. Vance's memoir about yes. Hill Country and mm-hmm. uh, directed by Ron Howard, mm-hmm. starring Amy Adams and Glenn Close. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a beautiful coming-of-age tale <laughs> set in uh, America's beautiful coal country i i really love how much you you hate it sounds like you hated the movie so much that even just even just reading a description of it out loud is is causing you pain i don't i wouldn't say that i hated it so much as i was just bored by it like it's Mm. it's just dull and lame and like limp yeah um yeah, Can I, I say I'm offended that I'm the guest for this movie. <laughs> I feel like that was done on purpose, and I feel like I'm being made a fool of. And you're not. First you're, off, you're not. You are being tokenized, but you are not being made a fool of. <laughs> no, I thought about that when I was like, okay, hillbilly elegy. Who should we we have on for and it? You, and I, I asked was who like, we should have on, and you immediately said Jason Webb, and I was like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And, and, and I, I was like, oh, Jason Webb right would away. be good. And the, and then there was part of me that I was like, I think. I I just tokenized him i feel bad about this but you know it's like ah works work you know sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know we've done we we've definitely done it before where we've been like um like for example with cuties where i was like we can't talk about the netflix movie cuties just you and me i have to get francesca in on it mm-hmm. um keep you in was line. it francesca that i had in on yeah. it? wait no um yeah and it's it just like uh or or the employee of the month episode of the sopranos where i was like that we got to get french francesca because like sometimes you just you, you know i basically what i'm saying jason is we needed you um to, okay. to keep us in check about uh our own misconceptions yeah you wanted to check our we need you to check our like uh our privilege our, our coastal whatever yeah. I don't even know yeah. if I have that, but no, you don't. You're yeah. from Fresno. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just wanted to let y'all know, like I know what you're doing, and I'm fine <laughs> with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so, it uh, it was uh, yeah. So, so I did, about, I didn't it's like about it. J D Vance. He uh, <laughs> he grew up in Appalachia. 
His mom is a drug addict, and then he's got a grandma but, who's also in the picture. But he's from Ohio. Yeah, he does. The voiceover didn't have an accent. Yeah, and I felt. I thought that was dumb. So yeah, he so spent part of his upbringing in I forget what town in Ohio. And, yeah, and but his family was all from uh, someplace in West Virginia. I can't remember. No, no, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as far as I know, and this has been uh, kind of the subject of a little bit of controversy for when the book came out too, was that like the memoir kind of focuses focuses a lot. Um, his voice is supposed to be that of like represent representing the hill people of Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, bro, like you, you visited, like you would go visit them. Sure. You are of that stock, but you're from fucking Ohio. Like you're not, yeah. you're not actually a hill person. Like well, you're, s- you grew up kind of a tourist of the hill people. Yeah. Like none of the shit he said made sense of like how people talk in the South. Like mm-hmm. mammal, who the fuck calls somebody mammal? Well, I think culturally, I mean, <laughs> like our- it's, it's yeah. mawmaw. It's mawmaw. <laughs> Yeah. Not mammal. Like yeah. nobody says that shit. Aren't I mean aren't hill pe- pe- hill people like culturally distinct from uh southerners though? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, no cuz cuz this the 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 you know Appalachian Mountains, right? They kind of yeah. like they're 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 expansive you know they sure. they run the they you know they go through you know parts of kentucky and yeah, fucking west saying, virginia like, and the hills and North of Carolina. appalachia are different than like the swamps of uh louisiana oh yeah sure oh yeah you, yeah you can understand them a little bit yeah but so but so i actually read this book and uh I, what did you oh. think of the book because so, my mom my mom recommended this book to me when it came out um, in order to like, kind of like stroke or stoke my empathy bone for like, uh, for like white working class people. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, you don't, you don't need to that. Like I already, I mean, do you think I'm not empathetic towards white working I, class? So people? I think that is important. And I think that we do kind of dismiss that, that type of person a lot. And it's not yeah. that it's not smart, but I also, so the book to me was, uh, an interesting, entertaining book about you know crazy fucking hillbillies and i was there for it like you can tell that the narrator is kind of an asshole because you know he complains about welfare a lot and you can tell he's kind of like a you can tell he's you can tell he's kind of a conservative and kind of a prick but that didn't make the book any less like entertaining or interesting to me whereas yeah the movie version like so the book a lot of it is kind of about like the PTSD of growing up with drug addicts and like crazy people and like crazy violent uh like, like the book felt more uh, at, at least it had shades of the devil all the time. I don't know if you watched that one. That's another like no. a, that's a good like Appalachian noir that w- that Netflix came out with like a couple months ago and that one's really good. And yeah. the book has some elements of that like Mima uh lit her husband on fire when he passed out drunk one night and then there's like a small clip of that in the movie but mostly it's just a repetitive story of amy adams uh continuing to fuck up and do drugs and meanwhile like jd vance's story like you see him as a little kid uh who has a really big skull that i couldn't like i couldn't giant skull did you notice the kid got fatter throughout the the filming i think he gained 20 pounds between scenes one time like in the car when he was in the car with mammal he's fucking fat yeah 
fatter than he was before. Sure. Well, you know, like he's noticeably that. fat. Yeah, he's eating all those hill country delicacies while during while mm-hmm. filming on location. I guess. No, yeah. but um, so it's funny because in Devil All the Time and in Hillbilly Elegy, there's almost the same scene. It's there's that scene where he's at the swimming hole and those guys hold him under the water and like yeah. his voiceover is talking about like, well, I learned early on that you don't start a fight, but you sure do finish one, you know? Yeah. Like that was that was the voiceover. And there's a scene in The Devil All the Time where almost the exact same thing happens is like someone does something to the main character's dad and the main character's dad immediately like shows him like, son, you don't start a fight, but you finish him. And the guy goes to like the gas station and fucking murders the guy in the front of a crowd so it's basically like in the devil all the time which is like over the top and like you know open-eyed and it's you know like hey this is going to be openly depressing but Mm -hmm. like in in that example like the point of the scene is that when someone teaches you that you always finish a fight it fucks you up like that's like one of the worst things you could ever teach someone is that like you need to achieve petty vengeance like if someone disrespects you (laughs) you immediately got to kick the shit out of them which i can't think of too many things that are worse to tell a kid but then in the scene in hillbilly elegy he goes and like he runs at the kids who did that to him and he gets a bloody lip and then he gets bailed out by like his fucking uncles or something. And the lesson he learns is that, you know, it's good to be surrounded by family. And you're like, what the right. fuck? That was the lesson that you took from that? That doesn't mean... Yeah. And there's no... It doesn't seem conscious of the fact that he's taken the, lo- the wrong lesson completely from uh, this entire story. And so the whole movie is kind of like that where like he these things are happening and... He's not. He's either learning the wrong lesson or learning no lesson at all. It's just like yeah. a series of grievances. Yeah. No. It is very strange the amount of like um, the amount of enabling that they do with the drug addict mother uh, and just in general like the kind of enabling culture that they have that they keep passing off as like because it's family and it's like totally I understand family and whatnot but there's also like. Uh, but he's also uh, we've all not been wrong. to the Olive Garden. Yeah, we've <laughs> all been to the Olive Garden. We know when you're there, your family. The but it's like uh but as I'm watching it, the you know, there's it's it's interesting because they uh you kind of they, they keep going back and forth between like enabling is good and enabling is bad and like they never really land on what the right thing to do is and it just kind of ends with like Mom, I got an interview in the morning. Bye. Yeah. He <laughs> got into Yale like, Law School, so everything's great now. And it's like, yeah, is it? it, it first of all, like, yeah. is it? And also, what did he actually gain from all that? Like, I called it in my review that's not published yet. I called it uh, Hill Dog Yaleonaire because it's kind of like <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire where it's like him in the present and then it shows how he learned whatever lesson like during his hard knocks mm-hmm. childhood, except there's not any actual lessons and then his arc that there is no arc like he just one day he his grandma told him to study i guess yeah and and then next thing you know like he's at fucking yale law school which is a victory in itself i guess and it It, skips over the military it skips over his entire yeah i I don't yeah i mean as i was watching it um because of the fact that the book um did so well and was like um 
you know, kind of like just generally regarded whether or not, you know, politically, I know there's a lot of like politically people uh, on the left that I knew were like, that book is bullshit. He spends most of the time trying to tell you to lift yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but in general, I knew it was like a, a good book, like very readable, entertaining book. And so as I was watching the movie, I was like, uh, if there's one thing that's clear, it's that this is a really shitty adaptation of this book. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this book, the, all of these stories I think uh, would be uh, fascinating to read. But as I was watching it, I was just like, this is so repetitive, so fucking boring. And like, you, you learn nothing from anything. And well, JD um, Vance's entire role in this movie is that like bad things happen to him because his family sucks like that's the only thing that happens Uh. throughout the entire movie yeah no and and he doesn't seem to uh he he never seems to grapple with like if he had just gone full on at some point in the movie and said like i'm ashamed of my family or where i came from or if he had gone like uh you know i love my family where i came from and i will fucking die for him like it's a little bit i mean more it's it's a little bit more you know it lacks nuance but it's like a more interesting character in a book you can have that nuance in a movie you're just like what are you i think i understood Mm -hmm. the line he was trying to thread there because uh, you know like if i would have written a memoir like right after i got into or right after like i had just gone to columbia you know coming from growing up in fucking rural fresno county like i probably thought i would that's probably like the peak of me thinking i was the shit too and yeah um and i think the line that he was at least what i thought like I, i thought the line he was trying to thread was like I can talk all the shit I want about where I grew up and it is yes. all the things that you say, but like you didn't go th- through it. So like when you talk <laughs> shit, it is like, a, it is hurtful to me, which I kind of <laughs> like, I get in some way, but I also think like he hadn't, I don't think he had gained any sort of introspection about his uh, upbringing at that point, or at least not enough. So like his yeah. entire takeaway was like, yeah, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and you can too. And you're like, that's not the fucking story. Yeah. Can I say I hated the voiceover? Like I thought that was lazy and it felt like I was watching Young Sheldon. <laughs> like it was just like I'm like, why the fuck do I need you telling me everything? Just yeah. fucking Well, it's like he yeah. tells you watch stuff, the movie. But then you don't learn like he tells you nothing. Like it's voiceover yeah, that that's, tells you nothing. Yeah, it's that's what bothered me the most about. I felt like the voiceover was more upfront. Mm-hmm. Like in the first half, I guess. Yeah, and and like the 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 way that they were trying to do the storytelling, where they were like, uh, you know, going back and forth between like stories of him as a kid and him as an adult. I think what pissed me off the most about it was like the I came into this movie like when it started, I was. I was all in as soon as he yeah. was like, you know, a bunch of like hill people, kids tried to drown him in the watering hole. And then his uncle punches them in the stomach. I was like, I am here for this movie. Yeah. This is what I came Violence here for. and dysfunction. Hell yeah. Exactly. But then the movie kind of like, then uh, Mama moves to kind of like the burbs. I don't even know. It was like, they stopped living. Um, they, they, the that. town that they lived in didn't feel like, the fucking boonies anymore like 
only the opening scene is the is the, is the only scene where there's a watering hole and there's like a fucking you know log cabin or whatever the fuck you know yeah it's like they move from glendale to like you know straight up los angeles yeah yeah it's very strange and so like so i'm watching it kind of like waiting for um for it to be a movie about like hill people and it is more a movie about just like my dysfunctional family which is like fine but it didn't speak to uh like it didn't really come it didn't create like a cultural perspective that i yeah. thought was like no. oh this is well, unique and interesting and the, and the one kind of, yeah go ahead uh, i was just saying it kind of felt like the beginning and ending of the like steve martin's the jerk like yeah you know, they just showed that big house and then movie carries on you know yeah yeah and and, but, and it, it's like i wanted to stay in that location i you know i yeah. wanted to see him grow up as a poor black child and, <laughs> and yeah and well, and it, instead it just kind of like moves on and you kind of uh, i don't know it, i felt well, like he's at that dinner party at yale oh god which is he and the one of the other law people says something about his home, like rednecks in his hometown and he gets all pissed yeah, and he's he like that is our word. And he doesn't really explain like why he's pissed because we're watching a movie based on his memoir that's called Hillbilly something. So like, yeah, and also like I never get offended. There's rednecks. No, yeah. They're like different classes. Like I, there's <laughs> I fucking hate these goddamn rednecks that live in North Carolina, dude. <laughs> yeah. They're not wearing masks and shit. It's terrible. They're dumb <laughs> as fuck. They're eating biscuits all the goddamn time. You can't tell them anything. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking rednecks on tractors on the highway. Yeah. 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 And, and also it's like, there was a little bit of like, uh, I mean, I get it was for like a general audience, but it was kind of just like, that is our word, you know? And, and we, we take that as a slur and I'm just like, well, what about Jeff Foxworthy? And do you, <laughs> yeah. do you know how offended I would be if someone said rednecks and they'd be like, no offense. Like <laughs> yeah, right. it's more offensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, yeah, it, it already, it, it, yeah, it already, it felt like it came from someone who has kind of like, uh, uh like at least in that sense of socially liberal sensibility where they were like, yeah. well, we're also offended by words. And I was just like, yeah. are you, yeah. are you though? Cause like, I do understand being offended, um, by kind of like, uh, you know, having a scene with all these like high class Ivy league people um and they're kind of like denigrating um the you know humble beginnings uh that you came from right but like the the word thing was a little weird also i mean also the fucking i'm sorry can we stop pretending that no one has seen titanic and they don't know how to use all the forks and spoons (laughs) anymore if you've seen titanic we learned it you go that from the outside in. Me off, dude. Yeah, I went to fucking three months of debutante ball. I learned that motherfucking shit, and I bet he did too. <laughs> I was like, nobody. Everybody knows how many goddamn forks and spoons you use. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine getting offended by the word redneck. Like, I do remember, like in college, when I well, first of all, I wouldn't, I couldn't actually say where I was from because no one knew where like Del Rey actually was. But so I have to mm-hmm. say Fresno, and then. People who were mostly from like northern and southern California and cities, a lot of times people be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I'm just like, "Fuck yeah. you!" Like, yeah, I know that was way sucks. more offensive. I'm, only, I'm allowed to explain all the reasons it sucks, but you just met me and you're gonna say I'm sorry. Eat shit. But, yeah. See, uh, to yeah. me, that's that's actually uh, like that's a more poignant insult 
than being well, like because there's, uh, pity, there's pity in it and you're like Fuck. right exactly also, if there's there's pity and then there's like a weird pride in like just i never get the thing where you're just proud of like being born a place like like when i was yeah. in san francisco and people be like oh man i'm a fucking native san franciscan blah 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 and yeah like that must suck for you. Like you must go other places <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you must be like thoroughly unimpressed. Like to me, mm. everything's fucking impressive, but like, yeah. I, I can't imagine being like, Oh man, I'm fucking great. Cause like I never left the place where I was born. Yeah. Like, oh, f- I don't care. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Dude, it's, I, yeah. Oh no. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's just like, uh, it, it's this thing that I think people have, especially, and I think it's what the book was trying to, or I don't know the book, uh, but what the movie was trying to like, um, talk about a little bit was kind of like the way we like look down upon people who are from, you know, uh, fucking Appalachia or fucking Fresno or like anyone who's from Which anyone from ab- a place ab- absolutely wh- is a thing because it's not like people it is. choose where they're fucking born yeah. and then you're gonna like, no no and people do look down at, uh, and and like but but to me it was like I think I'm more interested in exploring like the damage that came from like you know uh post-industrialization yeah. and, or globalization and kind of like people losing their factory jobs and just kind of the the havoc that was wreaked by you know um sending people's jobs overseas and yeah, shit and like opiates, that like yeah and 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 the opiate epidemic to me i was like i was in for a kind of like a a more broad look into the the lives of hill people and instead i got kind of this sappy fucking um almost similar to that secret movie that we watched it was like felt kind of jesusy yeah you know these like well, vince makes no, me there's no ma- vince makes me watch these jesus yeah. movies sometimes <laughs> yeah. that are that I are do. basically one they're, day they're, you're gonna believe in the light of our lord well, never. Um, Jews for Jesus is a thing. You should look it up. <laughs> I, I just got in an argument with someone on Twitter who just called himself a Christian Jew. And I was just like, oh my fuck God. off, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but like just kind of this. Uh, um, I, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, uh, the point being that like. <laughs> I just wanted a different movie than the one that I got and just kind of well, getting a sappy story well, about a guy's I think, like I think dysfunctional the family is like none of the like he, they go into the trauma and it's not that insightful about it. It's very repetitive. And then like all of the takeaways from it are just the, you know, like the most Hollywood schmaltzy self-help bullshit where it's like, oh, well, he studied hard and he hit the <clears> books <throat> uh, and now everything's great. And you're like, eh, that's not that interesting. The, yeah, it's takeaway. Yeah, and uh, I just don't believe that he sat down and just got math. <laughs> yeah. You know? Also, like, yes. he, he needs somebody telling him what integers is and shit. You know, <laughs> like he he's yeah. not reading before and figuring it out himself. He got yeah. a damn D on the thing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he also he also got into. Yale Law School and, uh, you know, did all the studying that that must have entailed. And then he somehow got there, but fucking like five forks make him sweat for some reason. Yeah, it made no sense. I'm tired of it. It's like it's in the movie Titanic. It's in the movie The Iron Lady where Meryl Streep plays a a fucking what's her name? Margaret Thatcher. It's in every there's no way you haven't learned a thing that movies have been trying to teach us for years which is there's rich people have a lot of silverware and you go from the outside in 
Especially inside when half out. Of his, yeah. It's one half of those. Of his thing with Mima was outside. watching movies all the time. Like that was their whole thing was yeah. watching movies. It's like why you right. never you never saw this scene in a movie. You before? missed Titanic. Come <laughs> yeah. on, fuck out of here. You it had that on even... VHS. This, Everybody did. I mean, yeah. the, the moral of the story was that there's different kinds of Terminators. What the f- like that was in the trailer, yeah. like as if it was some uh, blinding piece of insight where. Grandma, are you a good Terminator? And I was like, I don't know what that means at all. Uh, you know, but it was one of those parts of the movie that I liked because I was like, this this to me is seems... Is that not in the book, the Terminator I don't part? remember that being in the book. Maybe it is. I don't remember. See, to me, that that kind of stupid shit, I was like, I, I, I wanted more of. Um, like, I, I think wanted, I zoned out of that. What's the Terminator shit? They were watching Terminator, and Mamma uh, was like, you know, there's three kinds of Terminators in the world. Good Terminators, bad Terminators, and, and neutral. And then the son was like, what kind of Terminator am I? And he was like, you're a good Terminator. What about my mom? My mom, well, she can be a good Terminator, but sometimes she's a bad Terminator. Like, it, none of it made any sense. No, and it was just kind it was of like, like... the worst life advice ever. It was a terrible part right, but. It, I liked that it was stupid. I liked that it, it was like yeah. coming from a place of like, well, I watch a lot of Terminator because I like it. Well, well, so is she saying that everybody has come from a different time to kill a certain person and they're either good or bad at it or they're neutral? Like they kind of get them sometimes. Like what the fuck does that mean? I don't like always kill no baby Oh. Yeah, sometimes I miss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what yeah. I'm saying is everybody is a time traveler of sorts trying <laughs> to kill someone who will someday either start a revolution or finish one. <laughs> the, uh, one thing I will say is uh, like the movie starts and and he starts in talking about how Mima was only 13 when she had Bev. And you're, yeah. like, and you're looking at you're looking at Glenn Close and you're like, there's no fucking way she's only 13 years older than uh, yeah. than Amy Adams. But then they do the thing at the end where they show all the pictures and the home yeah. movies from childhood. And you're like, wait, really? She really did look that much older than Bev? How does that? that didn't oh, make, my God. It's like yeah. he brought receipts, but uh, they didn't help. It justified I, 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 it after the fact, but uh, yeah. And I, I will say that, like, um, in general, like, fucking, you know, I, it sucks because they wasted they wasted Glenn Close and Amy Adams on this because, yeah. like, those are two fantastic actors. Like, those are, to me, those are two of my, like, top ten. Like, Glenn Close, Amy Adams are fucking incredible, and they fucking wasted them on this it fucking felt, sappy garbage. It felt like some music exec. I'd rather see 104 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It felt like, it felt like um, some, some music execs heard the Beatles, and then they tried to create, like, a, a super group that sounded like the Beatles, where yes. they didn't really understand, like, what made the Beatles good or why they worked, but they were like, hey, what if we put, like, Neil Young, and fucking yeah. uh f- f- fucking Don Henley together and we uh-huh. make them play James Beatles. Brown yeah, we make them play Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah. No, it just didn't it just didn't work and uh and, and they did another thing where he's so he calls uh his girlfriend on the phone. This is after he finds out his mother um ODs on heroin. She's back on heroin and he has to drive from like the rich people, you know, party that he was at back to ohio um and his girlfriend uh her name is uh uh usha, usha? Uh, 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 yeah uh, 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 yeah 
uh, 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 I'm sorry. So uh, he calls her um, and then blows up at her because she's like, oh, I can come down there and help you. And then she, he's like, she's on heroin, okay? Is that what you want to hear? So can you handle that? Can you handle this heroin? All right? I bet you don't want a piece of that. And it's just like... Bro, like you already told uh, her in the scene before uh, that the, she was in the hospital because she was using it again. Like, do you think it's no, do you think the she, fact that it's heroin is like is something she didn't assume or or like I, I'm not really like, sure what's happening. I did like how finally at the end of the movie Usha's like, Hey yeah, like I came from a family of immigrants. We kinda had our own shit too. Like you're not the only one who had <laughs> Yeah. And I really wanted him <laughs> to be I? like, Well, it's different, but I love you. Bye. <laughs> You know, like, like I wanted him to be like, the one thing that didn't seem, Mm -hmm. oh, mine's short now. The only thing that didn't seem like realistic to me was when he told his uh, mom that he had a girlfriend. Yeah. And she, he said she's Indian and she's like, she didn't say she's what kind of brown? You know, like she didn't, like she didn't immediately, like daughter feather. No, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't ask any further. She wasn't like offended or anything. Yeah, like, yeah I feel no. like people in the South, especially that far back, are super racist. Yeah, there there was a little bit of like uh, completely glossing over the possibility that maybe the that would be yeah. weird. And then also she, uh, she, but she does marry this guy who worked was the boss at her dialysis clinic, who's an Asian man. So like maybe it's not that weird. I I don't know. I I did feel like there was this like um, because again I, I'm not looking for like a Appalachian like fucking exploitation film, but like there was a complete glossing over of the possibility that there's some sort of subconscious or conscious racism maybe happening and it doesn't have to be a movie about racism you can have it and be like that's them that's the culture and just kind of like but but to kind of gloss over it what felt disingenuous um i i mean it's it's not what i came there for they didn't have to be racist but part of me is like come on they're a little bit racist (laughs) it was whatever Yeah. yeah, but uh, it, there there was something it, it, it just incredibly annoying about the way he yelled at Usha for uh you know being like you know you can't handle the fact that my mom is a heroin addict because of the fact that like it was so over dramatic it reminded me back when I was an addict like early on <laughs> like told a girlfriend that I had had problems with it and I'd be like yeah it's like it's really hard but you know i guess i'm kind of a hero in a way for like getting through it yeah you know and then like i would relapse and that's I'd be like, you every time you talk about heroin yeah <laughs> no and then i would relapse and i'd be like you you couldn't possibly understand what it's like to be me <laughs> everything that i go through is just terrible when it's really i'm just like a fuck up you know yeah. and i'm not saying that addicts don't deserve uh empathy but what i'm saying is that like don't yell at your girlfriend who's trying to help about it and then act like the fact that it's heroin is like oh my god it's like yeah dude it's appalachia like everyone everyone's on heroin um uh so yeah solid b plus solid b plus dude just a fucking great film fun for the whole family um and you know what? I I want to read the book and and just kind of get the the full flavor because I know at the very least it's going to be uh, entertaining. 
Um, but I will say there is something about this JD Vance character, this person um, that makes me want to punch him in the fucking face. Cause <laughs> I know that he's only 36 um, and he's already written like a New York times bestseller. He's 36. He's 36. Yeah. It's very annoying. Should have waited a couple um, more years to write that memoir. If you ask me, but uh, yeah, sure. Dan, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So we got a we got an email. This one's kind of long, but it uh, seems interesting. I thought I'd let's read do it. it. All right. Hey, frauders. Uh, I just finished reading Vince's ranking of Aaron Sorkin films, uh, and the one part that stuck out to me was his love for Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance in Charlie Wilson's War. Uh, my dad had a friend from way back who spent thirty years as an economic advisor <laughs> for the House Armed Services Committee. He had previously been a test pilot for the F-18s and such. Basically, his position was to remind the congressmen that we didn't actually have the money for all the bombing they wanted to do. He always maintained... <laughs> That's that a the, great job. <laughs> yeah, he always maintained that the only accurate film of the CIA and CIA agents was Hoffman's performance. He was also lukewarm on the rest of the movie. He was always secretive during my childhood due to, quote, classified state secrets and all that. He was a military boomer, so I'm sure he always held some regard for the system. But near the end of his life, he got so fed up with everything, he just started sharing his opinion on everything, which led to some hilarious insights slash revelations. Uh, the space program was where they sent all the pretty idiots who couldn't do anything else. He hated Top Gun, but could, I could never figure out if it was because he thought it was propaganda, bad propaganda, or inaccurate bad propaganda. The Iraq war split the upper ranks of the military into three separate camps because they all knew that it was bullshit over oil. One, those that were in favor of it because they hated Iraq and wanted money. Two, those that went along with it because of orders. And three, those that vocally criticized it and got demoted. He once got in a screaming match with Dick Cheney's team because the North Koreans were open to peace talks in 2004 and Cheney thought it would damage their image before the election. Supposedly, my dad's friend got so annoyed that he set up off-the-record talks in Vietnam and flew members of Congress there under the guise of a vacation, thus Cheney's anger. He wasn't a fan of Obama because of the lack of foreign policy skills, particularly the drone strikes, which weren't just immoral, they were expensive and immoral. Mm. He'd held several meetings with Gaddafi, who he described as the weirdest motherfucker I've ever met in my whole life. He was not sorry when he got nixed, although he felt bad for the son, whom he'd had drinks with, and described as a lovable idiot who just wanted to drink and fuck and likely had no clue what was going on. <laughs> Did he get killed too? Did Gaddafi's son get killed? I imagine. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't probably. Know. Uh, Barney Frank was probably one of the only congressmen he respected and was either the smartest politician in the room or the biggest asshole on any given day. Mm. Everyone in the military thought Ted Cruz was a piece of shit, and one of our last conversations before his death included the phrase... I'm not sure if there's going to be anything after this because what God would allow Ted Cruz in Congress? Uh, <laughs> hope you both found this interesting. Keep on frauding and may we never lose hope that Aaron Sorkin, whom I greatly enjoy, croaks before he ever finishes that Trump manuscript he's absolutely working on right now. Oh, yeah. Take yeah, care, yeah, Travis. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Travis. That was, uh, yeah, that's an interesting job. God damn. Holy fuck. That yeah. is like the fucking... Uh, it's always interesting hearing like people's dad's jobs and then <laughs> and then on night career day when sometimes yeah. the plumber come to about pipes <laughs> you know my my you know my dad had jobs too that were interesting yeah my, my dad was a scientist and then he had kids and ran a sandwich shop and then he was a teacher and you know what's annoying about that is um uh, that 
we spend like America in general, like considers being a small business owner to be like the end all be all of like being a good American. Like he gets more respect for, or for, for fucking running a shitty ass sandwich shop in Burbank than he ever did as a scientist or a teacher. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's very annoying to me. Well, it's like, you like the dude who feeds you. You don't like the guy who's always trying to make you read books. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. People trying to make you read books or do like scientific studies are fucking losers. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that is that's a that was a good email. Do we get do we have any voicemails? Uh, I, I think we had some pod yourself a gun ones, but no, uh, no broadcast emails or voicemails. Well, sorry. well, we thank you very much, uh, everyone, for uh, for sending messages for pod yourself a gun. We will be answering them eventually. Uh, it's just something we have to remember to do on that podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you think? I think that's been a pod. Yeah, that's definitely a pod. Hell yeah, dog. Uh, Jason Webb, thank you so much for coming on, dude. No We're- problem. Thanks for having me yeah. and for being the token. <laughs> and, you know, just all the work being thrown my way for being the token. Hey, I... I Were you just uh, sweating? Do you have your fist balled up this entire time? Yeah. <laughs> like- oh, yeah, dude. I just got it gripped around my, like, fucking turquoise jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> These northern bastards. <laughs> These damn Yankees. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, uh, Jason Webb. U three H's. Jason Webb. All right. Everything. Yep. Check them out on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and uh, uh, check us out. Uh, Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash broadcast for all your merch needs your hats your tees your cum bibs um <laughs> patreon cum bibs for the whole family this christmas <laughs> just in time for the holidays come together <laughs> um uh vince what is the google voice number 415-275-0030 patreon.com slash broadcast for all the bonus episodes thank you so much everyone for listening and until next time good night and good chins